because I just think women are absolute danger. Mm, it like, they just get they just get mad aggressive. It becomes like a fight and like yeah. someone always gets pushed out of the way. And I got pushed once. I went flying into a table. I said, my Jesus, Lord and Savior did not put me on this green earth to get bush pushed. Yeah, so patty and hard dough bread, game changer. So you toast the hard dough bread, yep. layer of butter, yep. put the toasted patty in it, ketchup, whatever sauce you want, then hard dough bread on top, banging. Didn't you, did you, didn't you ever get that from Bagel King? No. Did you I ever get Bagel King? A patty and hard dough bread from Bagel King. Oh, I only what? ever really got their, mac, their apple crumble. Oh, oh no. And their wings. Oh, I, oh, I never, you got proper food from there. I never got proper food. Oh, I've got, I, after a rave, it was always the wings from Bagel King. Patty, patty and cocoa breads. When you say patty, you don't mean the Jamaican patty, do you? Yeah, yes. no, that's what we're talking about. In hard dough bread. Yes. <laughs> Delicious. Like a hard dough roll, like a hard dough roll. Like it's not like a big dough, but like a, yeah, it's delicious. Oh. Maybe it's not. Maybe wow. it's not Bagel King. I might just be chatting absolute rubbish. It might. It might be. It might be because I know they used to do paying um <coughs> cocoa bread there. It does honestly. It it's a treat. Really? It's, a, it's not a, 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 a treat to have often, but it's a treat. <laughs> it does. Don't tell me when how often to have a treat, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you know when people go, you know, just spoil yourself. I'm like, yeah, I do every single day, <laughs> most meals. Oh. <laughs> Can we not? Anyway, let's even introduce. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not a Typical Tea. My name is Josh Jordan. I'm Coco B. I'm Shezza B. I'm Queen Esther. <laughs> I tried to do it about the drama today. You guys still laughed. No, I actually like it. Shezza B. I did it with a straight face. Hold on. No. Can I just say something? This is the same as when people say Rihanna came to copy Beyonce. Okay. Like... I literally picked oh, a what, name. Oh, Coco B. I know. <laughs> it's the same letter syllables, and then you just come and then added the same B. I know we both have B surnames, but Cheryl, you can at least pretend not to do this. But I can't do Shezza BS because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, you absolutely can. You absolutely cannot do Shezza BS. Because sounds- my, my, my surname is B. The initials are BS, but. We've got to get would- a bit more creative. We've got to figure it out for you. We do. I don't know what. Chester's but cool. it just needs a there's a needs an extra there needs to be an extra bit. To be honest, if I can be honest with you, I'm, I don't even think Chester is is gonna stick. <laughs> I don't think Chester's gonna stick because just call me by my government word. name, Cheryl. What about what Cheryl Fernandez Fadinini, whatever she made us call her for a couple of years? What? <laughs> I what? Called, so should I call myself Cheryl Cole? Yeah, I mean <laughs> Cheryl Cole's not using that. What are you? Absolutely joking me. Absolutely. She's not going to use it. Remember, she made us all speak Spanish for like two years when she changed her name to Cheryl Cole. Yeah, Cheryl Cole married a French guy or a Spanish guy and was like, my name is now. She did. Oh, yeah. And then after she divorced him, she was like, just call me Cheryl. 
So maybe it's just Cheryl. Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> just Cheryl. Yeah, but I feel like I'm stealing everyone else's name. No, you, could, you can have a just. You can have a just. That's fine. Everyone's got a just. Like, loads of my friends are just whatever on Insta. Like, just. But you're just Jordan. I know. I'm, I love I love my name. I mean, I love my name. What about she's Cheryl? Oh, she is Cheryl. Oh, she, she by Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it from him. Isn't that from Real Housewives? Yeah. By Sheree. No, that's it. That's it. What's it? She. She by Sheree. She by Sheree. She by Sheree. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I checked the website recently. She still hasn't done it. It's still not done. So, no. She's actually my favorite housewife. I love her. She needs to just what like I would have done it out of sheer shame, pressure, shame and pressure. I would have gotten, I would have I would have paid somebody to design my clothing line, and I would have been like, see, I would have been like, yeah, see, I've done it. Like I would have done it. I promise yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. See by Sherelle. That's joking. That's so funny. That's it. See by Sherelle. If this she, might be the biggest Ponzi, best Ponzi scheme ever, the best uh, clothing line to never happen. To never happen. <laughs> She made us believe. I never I didn't even, I don't think I believed it. I just thought she was chatting absolute hook. But really? I yeah. love her. Where is it? Because I think at that stage in the game, surely you could you can hire people to yeah. do your clothing line for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. She could have literally hired a team. She didn't even need to be part of the process. No. She could have hired a team. She could have had she she by by Cherie could have been all. In regular stores by now, my girl's dead doing nonsense. And she was ahead of the curve because pandemic happened, and then everyone started wearing athleisure all the time. So What's she that? actually could have done it. It was athleisure, yeah. She said it. Remember, because she was saying what it was, but she wasn't really saying what it was. She goes, "It's a, it's a clothing line for um women who um, you know." And yeah, so that's what it is. <laughs> what? 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 I'm confused. Oh my god. I do love. Did you watch Real Housewives? Um, Real Housewives, um, Esther. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Are we even surprised at this point? This is a no point. Like, we're not surprised. We're not surprised. Esther, you have to send us a list of stuff you do watch or are interested in, so, <laughs> so we can. Yeah, do you know what Esther? That's that's your task for next recording. Send mm-hmm. us something that you do watch. We probably wouldn't have never heard of it, but send it anyway. That's what I watch. What cartoon do you watch? And then the next time we'll come, we'll do an analysis. Pokemon. <laughs> Thank God the kids are out of that stage. Jeez. I couldn't even deal. Um, I'm into like Family Guy. I like Family Guy, Rick and Morty. I'm actually re-watching The Simpsons. Brought back a lot of memories. Um, you should watch Young Sheldon. I think you'd enjoy Young Sheldon. <gasps> Oh, I've heard that is so good. Yeah, yeah you should watch good. that. It's very funny. It's not cartoon, but it's childlike. Yeah. Did you say you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, somebody introduced me to Rick and Morty and it's actually really funny. No, oh, it's hilarious, that one, isn't it? That's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. I, just I, find, I find Rick a bit disgusting when he's burping and stuff. I don't yeah, really understand what the comedy <laughs> aspect of that is. Like spitting all over the place. It's yeah, so and he's got like dribble on his mouth, but... It is. It's cool. It's basically if you guys look at look at the girls' faces. There's crickets. There's crickets with me and Jordan. Where tumbleweed at the back. 
It's basically what? based off of um, what's that film, Back to the Future? It's kind of like that. It's a grandpa and who's a scientist, and then a young guy, and he just basically reconnects with his daughter, and then just spends loads of times with his grandson, like doing intergalactic adventures and stuff. And, wow, um, sounds so interesting. I've heard, no, I have heard good things about it. I have actually. Yeah, it's, it is funny. Family Guy. That's a bit of me. Yeah. An American Dad. Oh, hilarious. Actually, Futurama is pretty good as well. Yeah, Futurama was a little bit racy for me as a kid. I was like, whoa, that lady. Yeah, good. I never really watched it until like recently. I was like, oh, what is this? Let me just watch it. It's mm. like, I always just think it's like a cop out of Simpsons. So I just thought, no, I'm mm. watching this. It's actually pretty good. So anyway. you guys agree with the fact that they took out a poo from The Simpsons? Oh, God. <laughs> what are we saying? What are we saying? Don't agree. Are only black actors. And people was okay. a poo black. This is a, this is a, a poo was Indian. He was no, Indian, yeah, played by a white guy. He was played by a white guy, but it's common. I think there was another cartoon that there was a was it um, a black girl, or white girl was played by a mm. black girl or whatever. No, a black. I can't remember. What it was a black girl was played by? They used a white girl's voice, whatever it was. Do you think that's controversial? Do you think they should stick to the same? race with the voice that they're trying to with the uh, character that they're trying to portray when it comes to animation i think if scarlett johansson can play any race then anyone can play any race too i had not prepared for this discussion but <laughs> what, I, what i will say is that i think the issue is, is because actors of color are so underrepresented mm. what is a role for an uh, actor of color why would you not put would you a person it, of color? That's and I think that's the issue. I don't think it's 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 the issue that that you know white people can't play black or brown actor, actors or whatever. I mean, I, I think that's a bit problematic. But the fact that there's so many actors of color who need roles, mm-hmm. why not give Apu to an Asian actor? <laughs> like, like why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? So it was I mean, overkill for them to cancel the whole character. Yeah, wait, why they- did they cancel the whole character? So wait, did they get rid of because there was the black guy as well of his black wife? Did they get rid of them as well? So there's just yellow yeah. people in Simpsons now. <laughs> what? I think Carl. I don't know if Carl's the, that is it Carl. Whatever is done by a black black male, but I think it's interesting that I think Jay is right. Like the fact that ethnic minorities are underrepresented anyway, in terms of animation in general like you're more likely to see animals and books and just and animation like there's so many things and then not realizing as a child that Apu was actually voiced by a white male I just thought I thought to myself what I when I found out I was like what is the point of that why would you get somebody else to voice and and, and they would have had to, to go and say the accent yeah Oh, I mean, it was a pretty good accent. I'm not gonna lie, it was like pretty good. Was, no, none me, of us realized for what, years. For, for years, but it just doesn't make sense. Why would you just get an Indian actor? Like, that means that the cast of The Simpsons, like you're saying, is predominantly white, but they are kind of people that are representing ethnic minorities by being voiced by white males or females. It's very strange. Well, I'm thinking now that I'm thinking about it. Did the black guy sound black? Did he just have. No, nah, he sounded he sound like, 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 um, a car, right? Yeah, that was because it's funny because sometimes do you ever get it where you can close your eyes and listen to a person's voice 
and just by the voice you know their race yep. like I can hear yeah. I can hear when a, a black person is speaking mm-hmm. and yeah. not that they sound like their the, the, the dialect or what they're saying sounds a specific way but there's mm-hmm. just something in our especially black men tone yeah I don't know what it is is it that, especially men's tones is it like the black men's tones are deeper like yeah there's this little kind of kick to it you know a little bit of lime and a little bit of lemon a little bit Some of spice it's a bit spicy you know it's just, just a little bit spicy sometimes you can yeah. hear somebody who's got an English accent but you can hear a twinge of something else and it's fun to try and figure out which country before you ask them um uh, you know because everybody who isn't black you can't always figure it out immediately um <clears throat> yeah that was my question can you can you tell what, what people are singing if they're what their their ethnicity is their races not at all people. not all the t- time like adele's a perfect example of or maybe not wow you look i think that sounds think sounds I thought she was. I, I would have thought she was inspired by like black music. Mm. I wouldn't have thought, oh, Adele is Adele black. Who did there was? Who did I think I struggled? I was like, oh, um, Joss was it? Joss Stone. Joss, Joss, Joss Stone. Yeah, yeah Joss Stone. she had so much spice. Mm. There was nice. something to her voice. Yeah, there, was she was great. there was something I said, oh, okay, that was that was <laughs> she. Mm. She was doing some like shows in LA recently when I googled her. <coughs> wow, Google Joss Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she came up on my playlist. She's a bit wild. Why would you Google Joss Stone? She came up on my playlist, so I wanted to hear oh. what she was up to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she had a voice. Um, she still looks good. Guys, we need to do that. Let me, let me just. Everyone listening, we've jumped in, we've jumped in, we've jumped in. So if you are here, that means you are a fan of Not Typical Tea. That means you need to follow us. You need to follow us. You need to email us. You need to interact with us on our socials. You should DM us, especially if you've got a sexy black male voice. You should DM us. <laughs> you should interact with us. So we are we are at um, Instagram. What's our Insta? Not your typical T underscore. Um, our email is not your typical T three at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Twitter, isn't it? What's our Twitter? Yes. Our Twitter is NYTT podcast. That's NYTT podcast on twitter and follow us on spotify and apple music and all of the streaming platforms especially if you have a sexy black male voice okay great <laughs> sorry i had to get that in there because i feel like we, we never, never promote ourselves properly i don't think we do it properly really? we must we must we must do it um, i might do a shameless one day like plug Mm, Wait, are we maybe, talking about the podcast or personal we... stuff? Oh, I thought this was definitely personal. I was about to say everyone needs to put out what their credentials are, what they're seeking for, because wow. we're wow. manifesting, manifesting husbands. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. I don't oppose that. I don't right, oppose step. it, but I'm also very, very conscious that I don't know where to draw the line of that's too far. <laughs> you don't what need you, to be. Is serious. it though? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, do you know what? When I went to my friend's wedding, there's one thing that I don't do at weddings is go and catch the bouquet. 
I don't do it because I just think women are absolute danger. Mm, Like they just get, they just get mad aggressive. It becomes like a fighting, like someone always gets pushed out of the way. And I got pushed once. I went flying into a table. (laughs) I said, my Jesus, Lord and Savior did not put me on this green earth to get bush pushed. Did you stand in the front or did you stand at the back? Because I will go up now, but I will stand like I'm not standing in the in the mosh pit because it's a mosh pit. It's That's exactly mosh what it is. It is a mosh, a mosh pit. pit. Yeah. Mosh someone pit. always lands on the floor. How? Because wife, someone someone thinks that the bouquet has been witchified that their husband's gonna come from the bouquet, so no one else can have the bouquet. It's a lot. It's a real like the dynamics are a lot. Even I feel like even when they announce it, they're like, okay, like ladies get to the dance floor or whatever. Even I feel like the, the, the atmosphere in the room shifts a bit. It shifts. <laughs> oh, is it possession? It's called possession. possession. They need an exorcism. <laughs> they need an exorcism at that point. <laughs> Meanwhile, ask the men to go and stand up. So what did the men catch? The garter. The garter is they, they'd be moving oh, at the their feet. <laughs> le- feet. <laughs> the baby laugh and you know what the funniest thing is when you see somebody catch it and their partner's face with when their partner is like they should really like if you're there with a partner and your partner's like nah bruv like don't I beg you don't catch it and then they catch it and then you zoom into the partner's face and you're like usually uh, usually men <laughs> uh, the awkwardness put that thing down no that is that's that's a that's a deal breaking you know well, if you catch the bouquet and then your husband's looking at like you better put that down. No, but if you're married, you're not allowed to come up. No, no, I'm yeah. talking about your boyfriend. If your boyfriend's looking at you like you better put that down. Put that down. You better put that down. You better grow those flowers. That's an orange flag. That's a, that's a scarlet flag, mate. What? Me? <laughs> scarlet flag. <laughs> also, if he stands up and cheers and is like yay, that's a red flag too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I went, to, I went to one wedding and they, um, I was bridesmaid at a wedding actually, and I'm sure the, the, the bride had like organized it with the boyfriend so that the, the girlfriend was going to catch it and, and, and something like that. Um, it was quite cute actually, it was quite nice. And I think like fair, fine, like, but I don't know how I'd feel if a boyfriend was there just looking, looking upset that his girlfriend caught the bouquet. Nah, that's not, that's not, that's not the way to do this, is it? That's not a good sign. No, that is. Uh, we're definitely having an argument in the car and on the way home. Yeah. And when we get into the house, what would you say? Though? Probably what the next day say? as well. Why was your? Why face? aren't you happy that I caught the bouquet? <laughs> what is your problem? Am I Shanice from the the ultimatum? Are you okay? <laughs> why? Why don't you want to marry me, Randall? Oh, they are still together okay. though. Let's say that you've never had you've never had that conversation. Let's say you've never had that conversation about marriage right because i'm i'm seeing a lot of people get into um situationships and first of all that will never be any of about us. marriage first of all that will be never none that will never be any of us on this platform, platform in Jesus name. amen wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> it wouldn't be any of us that we, that we wouldn't be having conversations that we wouldn't have not had the conversation about whether the, our perspective other wants to get married or not and when? How and how long when, have we been dating, we Esther? As well. I'm asking that straight away. In terms of wait, how, you want to ask somebody straight away? Not necessarily if they want to marry me, but 
like what do you want in like what do you want what does you what does your future look like is, is the goal of what? dating for marriage Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. What if they wanted to marry? Isn't and that then the question. They, I'm just asking. They it's met the girl. Girl. It's marriage. Yeah. What if they? What if they did want to get married, but then they, they you're not a suited match for them, and so that's fine. Not you specifically, that's but. fine. But you still have to have that. You still have to have had that conversation. And the thing long, is, me asking you doesn't mean that wait. I want it. it it's going to be us that I want it to definitely be you. Because it might be that we both want it, but actually we're not we're not suited, which is fine. Mm. But if in six months you're now telling me, yeah, but I never wanted to get married, I'm gonna be looking at you very sideways. And but how I long think- would you wait? How long would you wait for somebody to propose to you? How long would you be in a relationship? And when would you draw the line that actually hold on, this is too long. I'm waiting too long. I think maybe like a year we'd start having some discussions about it, I think. Maybe and yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I don't think, you know that people are together for, I mean, I mean, everyone eats to their own, everyone does their thing, you know, people do their, their thing and their relationships were all like, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years and we're, we're waiting for a ring or we're waiting for the commitment. Or like, I just think, I think I'm so impatient I would struggle past like a year, maybe about two years. I would struggle if there wasn't discussions or act action towards is that, marriage. Happening. Is that relative to our ages, though? Yeah, I think so. I think, I yeah. think ages and maturity, like maturity as well. I think when as a young, you know, we're going through relationships in your twenties, is it's learning, there's learning, and there's there's experiences there, right? But now at a certain age when you're getting ready that you want to settle down and you're dating with the purpose of marriage, obviously with that being the goal, yeah, there has to be some kind of summing up. Like it can't just be this kind of wheel that's just rolling and rolling and rolling and it actually just never ends. And I think those conversations do need to happen. And I think that there's prep preparation for marriage yeah. at any age that you should consider in terms of when you're when you're ready to kind of get to that point like mm. premarital counseling you need to figure out yeah. where you're going to live financial circumstances are you going to have a big wedding small wedding with a big honeymoon like there's so many there's so much prep that you can do even before that point if that makes mm. any sense mm-hmm. like there's no i think people are waiting for the surprise of the engagement without the prep and actually if you pray if 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 there's a, some prep before that the the somewhat engagement sometimes it can ease the anxiety of your partner as well because sometimes they genuinely just don't know where they're at and what they're doing mm. so, so sometimes the support system is really important in that mm. process but I think it I think it feels maybe this is my own personal experience <laughs> but I think it feels like risky to have these conversations because I think a lot of a lot of men have said to me or I've echoed that these conversations feel pressurizing and as I'm as I'm speaking it now I'm like well if it's pressurizing it's because you're not ready but Mm. that's that's the that seems to be the kind of like the response to people because even the the initial question you know like when do you feel like you want to get married I know I know and listen to some male male alpha podcasts listen to some men talk they're like they don't want to like that question oh is off-putting because it's instant pressure and you're like rah I can't even ask you 
that like we can't we can't even have that basic oh like do you think you know marriage in the cards for you we can't even have that basic conversation because then now it's even possibly going to shut down us even dating to progress because you think it's pressure Mm. sometimes when i've spoken to friends who are males their issue is the preparation surrounding being a husband for them they feel like i'm not financially ready not in the kind of blase way that people say but in the real way like as soon as i'm someone's husband i need to be like putting these levels of like things down and a lot of people feel as though um they don't have enough to feel comfortable and to feel secure and to feel like they're doing what they need to be doing you know and I think that's really sad actually because I think if people I guess lots of men are being measured by in terms of their success about their wealth and how much they earn right well I feel like if you're having those conversations with somebody then you understand that marriage is marriage is a partnership so even if you're coming into you're entering into the marriage and that person is earning or whatever it is it's, it's it shouldn't be so isolated like that's yours, that's, that's your responsibility. It's like an out, it's our responsibility. Are we paying for the, do you understand? I feel like those conversations need to be had because the tradition is the bride's family pay for the wedding, right? That's mm. what tradition tells us. But reality of the situation, I know a lot of couples are paying for their own weddings these days and parents are not really forking in, in financially into the weddings anymore because they want to take that ownership because it's something that they want to be able to kind of, it's like an investment for them. They think, yeah, this is what I want to show that we've worked hard to, to, to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's quite sad that, you know, having conversations about weddings for people or marriage is a deterrent. But at the same time, like Jay was saying, you realise that if it's a deterrent factor and if it's a, something I have to step on eggshells about, then we can't progress with this because, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm going to bring it up to you six down the line, six months down the line, you're going to be peed off about it. And then a year down the line, you're going to be peed off about it. Mm-hmm. Then actually, when are we going to ever gonna have that conversation? Um, and like I said, I feel like there's so much prep that can go into preparing for a marriage as opposed to preparing for the wedding and I don't think the right person it's with the right person isn't it because the person who mentioned marriage initially and the person is like oh yeah cool that's what I want and they're not bothered concerned Mm. or sweating that's the one who I guess you push it forward with um but I guess the, the 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 response from those who are not ready makes that conversation the prospect of that conversation difficult yeah and I think there's something I think there's two things I think generally we as women are naturally planners we like Mm -hmm. to plan ahead everything whereas men and I'm talking generally speaking um they are not planners and then and I can think of many different situations where men are just like I could have planned but you know what I just when the time comes then I'll figure it out because Mm -hmm. it's too far in the future for them to plan whereas if it's imminent it's easier for them to go through it where and then there's the other thing about intentionality like if you are intentional about what you are doing and what you are seeking those questions shouldn't be off-putting no absolutely if you are talking to me just for the sake of it oh you see me do you know what (laughs) someone when I went to the WizKid concert Someone, someone asked for my number, and I was like, "Oh, he's quite good looking." Swap hmm. numbers, um, and I realised that he would message every four weeks. Uh, well, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so initially, um, yeah, he'd message every. F- it, his 
the initial couple, maybe the one or two months was quite spaced out. And then I remember he was like, oh, we should go out for a date. And I was like, you know what? My parents are traveling. The last time they traveled, I got sick. They couldn't travel. So let them just get out of the country and then we can figure something out. Yeah. Um, he was like, nah, like I, I like, I think we should go on a date now. Like I'm really eager to see you. Meanwhile, your messages doesn't reflect this eagerness that you're talking about now. I, I was mm, like, the bloody cheek. So you're I was like, like, I'm not budging. Yeah. When they go, then. So I, I don't even think he responded to that message. She then proceeded to message me two months later, like, hey, what's up? Or either responded back to the message three months ago. At oh. this point, I'm like, I'm not even, yeah, whatever. Then he's like, so we should go on that day. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work for me. I'm, I'm not really interested in going on a date with you um, mm. because I'm just not interested, like, what you're this was say two months ago and i had to i had to put lol you're pulling my leg right because you must be joking you must be must joking. be he was like you know i just want to know why and i couldn't it's still on red he's even put question mark and I'm just like I was I was no do you know if if he's asking for the feedback give it to him no give it to him because you know I think sometimes we think uh, sometimes we can I don't know I think sometimes we have to be so explicit not explicit that it's like it like exhausts you but I think sometimes it has to be pointed out because maybe maybe to 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 him it is it's it's he's oblivious to the fact that if you want to to date someone consistently your communication should also be consistent and maybe you have to be the person to say it because that's just just so that it's clear just so that it's clear because that that is absolutely maddening I think that's that's I actually started laughing when he replied why because he replied the why like I sent that message yesterday I, yeah, I think you should. I think you should reply. And I think you should. I think you should tell him in plain, clear English because maybe it's maybe he doesn't act. Maybe no one told him it's, because it's so ridiculous. I suspect. No I suspect because what I realized in his messaging mm. that it stops beyond a certain point. Mm. So I suspect there is something there, i.e., he's going home to someone, whatever yeah. that yeah. may be. But where your messaging stop, where you message only between working hours, to me, that's already a red, yes. a red flag. Nine to five. Red. Nine to five text up. Nine to five. And after that, I'm sorry, I'm out of, I'm out of office. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm play those games, man. I'm on annual leave between this date and this date. So what, what kind of, no, that's absolutely sorcery. I'm sorry, but, and it's the audacity to kind of be like, but and why? But I feel like I feel like Jay is right. I feel like women need to be. I think we just have to be very explicit from the beginning. Because you know when things are going so well with somebody, not in this instance, but in general instances, and you just don't want to rock the boat and say anything that might tick the like change the dynamic. So I think that's why that's why having conversations at the beginning is so important. Like marriage, like children, like fight, you know whatever. Because 
I know people that want to say nothing. Oh, I want kids. Or I don't want kids. And um, a year down the line, oh, no, 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 let's go. Let's. Hmm. You wanted you wanted children. My ovaries are in a, in a sack right now. Like what? Like it's re- it, these conversations are actually not happening. And I think because some because things are going at a certain pace, or they've seen. Like Jay says, you say certain things to somebody and they're pushing back on it and then you kind of just don't want to broach that topic again. But being explicit with men is really important because I don't think sometimes they genuinely understand or We get need it to get a man on it. so conformed. We need to get a man in. Doing things a certain way. They need to be challenged. You've got to, there's explicitness and then there's like no tact when you ask somebody like, you know, where they stand financially, blam, down, you know, without any like nuance. I think there's somewhere in between where sometimes women can come in too hard with like high expectations and you're just like, oh. And then there's also the thing where a lot of guys sometimes are avoidant to ask, uh, ask and answer the hard questions because nobody wants to be judged by, um, you know, their status, the truth of their status, not the one that they show on social media. Guys, I don't know, like, do you think that it's high maintenance to ask a question about um finances or how much somebody earns on on a date like how how, do you, how early is this date i would say hmm, second date and how yeah. the thing is it's it's all about how you ask the question <laughs> because like we discussed before it is you can be wait what was funny like let's go like yeah <laughs> No, sorry, sorry, I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. You can be like, well, how much do you earn? But then, Matt. if he earned 80k, but also he spends 79.99 100k. 100K. Exactly. <laughs> I think, I think, you know what, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I would ask on a date how much somebody earns but I'm definitely watching that person's yeah mannerisms behaviors and attitude towards money yeah because I think mean? so I feel like having money mm-hmm. people have relationships it's real this is real stuff yeah I feel like we all have relationships with stuff our siblings our partners money jobs whatever I'm going to be watching you how you spend your money, how you talk about money. Yeah. I want to see, you know, do you understand? It's like certain things that like if you're always kind of, because somebody can tell you they earn a certain amount of money. Like I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are sold by what we're told and not actually sold by what the product is and the quality mm-hmm. of the product. But mm-hmm. Don't sell me an iPhone and you're excited, you're, and I'm having a Nokia 6220 or 6210, whatever it is, because <laughs> wow, I'm no, not going to be happy with 6210. That is yeah. a reliable phone. Yeah, no and one you know what? Some of these, some of these guys are skilled at making their iPhone look like a 6210. 6210. Are a 6210, you can drive over it, and that bad boy's still ringing after. That, you know what? It's true. Let me not even compare it to that. You know what? I'm just going to compare it to a simple brick phone, even those are reliable, you know, back in the day. But I feel like being sold a product and not receiving that product in yeah. terms of the quality or just in, in general, like the products are completely different to what I've been sold. Yeah. I think it's very, very risky. And I think, I think we have to watch and analyze our partners from a more psychological and spiritual perspective, as opposed to yeah. just the material things. 
So I, whilst I think money is important, and I think at some point that conversation definitely needs to be had, but I, I would, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm observing you more than I'm doing certain things at that point. Yeah, I wouldn't ask I agree. you at that point. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see because you know, some people are really quite generous with money. Do you understand? And they don't, and they probably don't have much. Yeah. Sometimes the more generous people are the ones who have very little. Do you yeah. understand? Like and sometimes they, they I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but they can be better with money, whatever it is. And sometimes people that have more money are a bit more um, kind Thank of risque with their money. And so it, it, I'm just, I'm just generalizing, but just to say, just to say that, but I think, yeah, yeah I, I think agree. men are being, men are being too, Men are being determined by their financial status, but we've got to be looking into their spiritual status and their emotional status as well, because financially your status could be good credit, good a good job. But I think us as women, if you're coming with a career as well, financial status is a very small part to what you also can bring. But I feel I like there's other things that are very important to me than just your financial status, which is important, don't get me wrong. Most of the demises and the divorces are down, down to finances. Well, so I, it's not, it's not. But I think it comes, I think it's more than that. Well, no, I agree. People, people separate the money all the time. Like, but I think the question, we have to even examine, examine what the question even means. If somebody's on a date asking about what's your salary, I would think they're actually asking, the question they're actually asking is, what lifestyle can you give me? Or what lifestyle can we have together? That's what the question to me means. I mean, I mean, maybe there will be some people who are asking just because you know they want to, I don't know, like books you and take all your money. But I but I think that's I think that's that's the that's the minimum. That's the minimum. I think up to the when, Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler, Tinder swindler. But I bet you the Tinder swindler never asked a question about how much do you earn. I bet he observed and mm-hmm. I bet he did all the other things. I think when when I guess we can only speak about women on, on, on dates, but if I'm inquiring about, you know, how much, you know, salaries or how much you earn or whatever, I'm never going to ask that. But what I'm, what the question, what the information I'm trying to gather is what lifestyle do you live and what lifestyle would we live together? Because mm. I'm trying to be, you know, I want to be married. I want to be a homeowner. I want to be a business owner. I want to have, you know, I'm not trying to struggle. Me, I don't struggle by myself. So I'm not trying to struggle. Mm with you so that's what i'm not god knows god knows he didn't make me why did i just hit did you know i just got an image of ghost and tasha where he duffs her in the forehead (laughs) i'm not trying to struggle with you that was so rude he was so rude to that lady (laughs) but it's true we're not trying to struggle none of us are out here struggling by ourselves why should why should we get into a relationship and struggle with somebody so that that's what that's what the the essence of the question is what's the Mm -hmm. lifestyle you can afford me so i might ask questions about you know where do you travel to let's talk about holidays you know what sort of things what about investments do you have any investments like what are you thinking about this what's your view on on nfts what's your view on stocks like different you know what area would you want to live in with your family are you thinking about buying a property i might ask all of those questions those might be all my questions Mm. i think those are valid questions i think those are valid questions because those sound like questions you would ask for an arranged marriage like do you get what i'm saying i feel like society's gone all the way around and romanticize all this let's do it ourselves and now coming back to the same questions um you would ask in an arranged marriage conversation between two families anyway I'm not opposed to I'm yeah. not arranged marriages. Sometimes they I'm work. not opposed to arranged marriages. I think no arranged marriages are, 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 they are what they are. They are Ooh. arranged. And with arrangements comes preparation. That's what I'm talking about, the preparation. Yeah. You see, you've got to vet people. 
and parents parents have a certain skill set skill set of vetting people for their children that we don't have do you understand because of their experiences and relationships and what they foresee and what they're looking for for us to have in a prospective spouse and they're brutal one thing we have to understand about that generation of our parents is that they're not going to hold back where to we as females in this generation not all of us and some of us very tactile we are very tactful we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to kind of rock the boat with certain questions certain things but i know fully well that if i was coming from a different family yeah. family situation family background and my mom was going to if my mom and my yeah. father if they were whoever they are different people had to vet my person vet my my prospective husband he's not getting away with it easy and you see them ones will run you see the ones that will be playing the games after the three mm. months love love mm-hmm. bombing gaslighting breadcrumbing yeah, they would be running because they know. But that, but do you see that the problem is, right? An absence of dating without your your your, your parents or somebody quite strong leading that yeah. can lead can lead you into very unnecessary unnecessary heartbreak. Precarious, yeah. And I think if sometimes if you have an absence of parents, in my instance, then I'm having to do a bit more discerning and a bit more work to kind of get to that stage. You understand? But if you've got parents that are vetting for your prospective spouse, that's a blessing. I'm sorry, I'll, that's I'll, a blessing. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, uh, my my grandma Vanessa, who passed away in January, she was searching for like before she went, she was searching for someone for me. Like it it just became a lot. Like and she was like, Jordan, why are you not married yet? I'm like, Grandma, to go to say, like, Grandma, bring him to my door. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. I said, I'm I'm down. You know. I said, if you find a good one, if you find a good one, my heart, my soul, where I'm open, bring him to my door, sit him down, and let's have a discussion. She was like, Okay, okay. When she started to search, she then realized how difficult <laughs> the crumbs streets are. Crumb, absolutely, the crumbs. And so, literally, I would say maybe that the last year or so, she started. She she started off with energy. Jordan, you need to get, this is your yeah. You need to get married. Yeah. Okay, cool. Bring him. Bring him. I'm I'm down. Just call me. Let me know. We'll meet. Bring him to my house. I'll meet. The, I'll, well, I'll do what I need to do. You you find him. Bring him. I will sit down with him. I promise. Then she started to come to me to be like, oh, I found, you know, these, she found a few grandsons, you know, whatever, from her friends. Okay, cool. Oh, he's, he's this, he's nice, he's tall. I'm going to get the number, da, 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 da. A few months later, I'm not hearing anything. I'm like, damn, <laughs> what's going on? I thought we're getting the number for, um, from the grandsons you found the other day. Oh, you know, just having these discussions with, the, with his grandma. I'm going to find that. And nothing's coming, nothing's coming off it. I'm thinking, yeah, do you know what? Because you all think it's easy in these streets. It's, it's you, not. And you think it's that us women are being picky. That's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the, the tone of it. You lot are being picky. Now oh. it's you lot who need to come and find them. You can't get him into the door. No, no. <laughs> Can't. You can't get him into the house. Right. He's not answering grandma's call, you know. He's not answering yep. grandma's call because he doesn't want it. She then she she then said to me, she was like, Do you know, she said she was like, wow. She's like, she, she said, I think she said, wow. She couldn't say I was wrong. What grandma said was wow. I said, Yeah, it is a wow. <laughs> what What's a wow? <laughs> what is a wow? It's true. It's a different generation, it's a different yes. generation arranging yes. a relationship. For the prospect of marriage 
is a challenging situation for this day. Even a decade, a decade, decade ago, things would have been different because the dynamics of how things change in society and our access to social media and dating apps and how things are evolving. A decade ago, it would have been different. But yeah. now, I think I'll probably, you know, our parents and grandparents are understanding that it's not an it's not an easy situation. And we're not, going I don't through think it. they're understanding yet, but I think they're going to start to understand. I think it sounds like we're all advocating for arranged marriages. I think for all our listeners, if anyone's getting any pressure from anybody, any family members, tell them, do, tell them Josh Jordan said, go and find the partner yeah. and bring them. That's how we combat this pressure. Yeah. The pressure. Now, this it's is how we combat this epidemic. Yes, go yeah. and tell them. Whoever's p- providing the pressure, applying the pressure, go and tell them, okay, give him a leg. Bring him. Go and find him. Go and find him. Go and find her and bring them here. Bring them. Because it's funny, if they're not content with what is on the table, then how, you know, do you understand? And you can yeah. imagine what we're having to go through. And we're having to go through that whole process of getting prepared for a date, speaking to somebody, getting yeah. prepared for a date, going on a date. And then there's ambiguity and situationships and so on and so forth. And then things not really going to where you expect them to go. And by the end of the year, you've, you've, you've dated people and it's not, it's not got to where you want it to go. And it's not because of the reflection of you as an individual, but it's because you're dating with a purpose to marriage. If I was dating for the purpose of dating and enjoyment and sexual experiences probably, and doing whatever, easier. I would be the easier. Yeah, actually, it is easier. Because <laughs> the, 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 goal, the goal is to go with the flow, right? There's no end goal. We're just going to keep doing this and, you know, I will. but because you're dating with the, 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 the goal of mm-hmm. marriage and you want the marriage to be sustainable and the marriage not to break down, it's not a joke these days. It's like, it's a, it's a serious thing. Look, I want to get from here to Dubai yeah, and I want to I want to be able to land on my at my destination safely yeah yeah and there's you know I've got paid for my ticket I've got to you know check in and all that stuff and to get on a border flight it's a process mm-hmm. it's a process but the process is leading to burnout oh, the process is leading to burnout it's exhausting. it's exhausting and I think a lot of us are tired I think a lot of us 100 do, do you think some of us have removed kind of the letting God lead in that sense yeah in yeah. terms of finding a spouse because uh, you know what we're conditioned to try our best to put our best foot forward is that where the burnout's coming from i think the burnout is coming from the process of even discerning i think yeah. discerning yeah. is not easy you see when yeah. when 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 we are discerning whether or not somebody is right for us we still have to go through the process of figuring out what they want, what I want, where I am. Can I? Am I meeting my own needs? Am I a good place? Am I dating on the basis of my self-esteem or lack of self-esteem? Am I repeat, repeating patterns with prospective partners that I've done previously? There's so many things that have been flung in the air. Then you've got the spiritual aspect of it. And yeah. I think that if we're allowing God to lead us in terms of who we're dating, God is also saying that you've got to go out there and you've got to experience these things in order for you to get to where you need to go to. And I know it's not going to be easy for you, but once you are able to get to that person, then you will know ultimately when that person is right for you. But all the, all the going through the motions right now is a really difficult part of the process, which I think is okay to own. That I actually, I'm struggling and with I this. Think it's as, not easy. I think as well, you have to remember that we are human beings and we have free will. So God can put all the plans in place. He can make everything perfect, but... If 
that person is not aligning himself to the will of God, even if, because it's, it's happened to me where like, I've been told like someone I'm talking to and they're like, okay, this looks like it could go well. I'm getting all the initial, initially I'm getting all the good signs. Like I'm praying about it. Da, 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 da. If that person is also not aligned just by their choice and free will, it will not go to plan. Yeah. Nope. No, matter, no matter how much you pray about it, if that person themselves are not aligned to the will of God, yeah, it's it not gonna. I, I agree, Shaz. I agree because to be honest with you, you've got to with, with driving, you do the theory before you do the practical, right? And you do the theory before you do the practical. And actually, if I'm doing the theory, mm-hmm. I've done my theory work, right? And my prospective partner and prospective spouse haven't done their theory, but they're going to try and jump to the practical, then that's a fade, that's an instant failure. And that's the problem with relationships. Relationships, you could be top tip in shape, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But if your partner is in a place where there's there's movement and there's earthquakes on their ground, then then there's always going to be a shake-up. And it's so unfortunate that actually a lot of the things that are not going to plan is not because of just us females. It's not just because we want certain things. It's because actually, like Shed said, the alignment is is is, is disheveled. Did you know you can, that, you, can be, you can be the right package at the wrong door? Mm. Thank you. you Commonly, the right Common. at the wrong door. Commonly. The is, but the problem is, I think a lot. I speak for myself. I, I think I speak for a lot of women. But we will internalize that because <laughs> we will internalize that we keep going to the wrong door. But ultimately, it's not us. It's not us. It might be that there's a lot of wrong doors. There's a lot of yeah. wrong doors because even to yeah. use that, your analogy. About the, the the theory for the practical, which is absolutely, you know what? I'm stealing that the, because. But I, I I think there's a lot of men, and we need to get a man on. You know, we need to get a man to listen to this episode and then come on. But we've got a few collabs in the, <laughs> you know, in 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 the waking. We've got a few collabs. Um, but I think a lot of men don't realize that they're still at. They they, they need to work on the theory. Mm-hmm. And there is the the dating is exhausting enough to have to also then be encouraging people to work on their theory to get to the practical do you see what i mean but you said something interesting a woman should never ever ever be in a position where you were encouraging your spouse to do that theory if they in their own as a as their own person do not want to do that themselves for you sis they're not the one for you because so many times we hear where oh I was dating for this person for x amount of years he did this he did that he did this as soon as I broke up I found that he's gone and got engaged to someone after three months yeah so many people have had that story since he wasn't for you like you could be and it's that whole thing of um I was doing all the wife things and you know he, he never he never married me you can do all of the wifely things barefoot in hills whatever you choose if he has recognized you as not the one for his future whatever you do it will not it will not change him yeah and that's why people end up sitting in things for years yes but also but nothing comes to fruition the hurtful thing about that is that and i think we need we need 
we need men to be more honest about that is that they will also reap the benefits of that situation knowing yes absolutely absolutely. all the emotional care and emotional labor from yeah knowing full well this is not the woman you see on your yeah you have no intention of marrying that woman i think i think that's so i think that's so true and i think that you know there's this thing that they say you know if a man's going to change and whatever it is but actually the reality of the situation is like jay said you've got they've got to we've got to work on the theory both men and female have to work on the theory before you get to the practical and that's going to be a lot of difficult conversations it's going to be a lot of failing of tests you might have to re re retest and we know rebook that theory because mm-hmm. you failed it a couple of times but you know, if you're on the same, if you've got to share similar values and you're on the same wavelength and you know that marriage is the goal and you, lead, and you let God, God lead you, you might fail that theory a couple of times, but once you get to the practical and, you, and, and, and you've passed that theory, then you'll get there. And I think a lot of us are at that stage where we're, where, you know, the theory has been failed a few times and, we're, and, we, well, and, we're, you... and, we're, and we're, we lost our confidence. We lost, lost our confidence. We don't want to go back. But back. you know what? I think if yeah. we were to ask those questions, if we were to ask more questions and be a bit more inquisitive with who we're talking about early on, you will realise earlier on in that stage that this person isn't for you, rather than not asking the questions and you figure out that person wasn't for you three years down the line. Yeah. No, I, think, I, think, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think maybe we... we like, I don't know, it's hard because we don't know what everyone how everybody does it, but I think women, I think we ask the questions. I don't think we discern enough answers. answers. But, and I also don't think we also understand and accept that there are a, a lot of men who have also learned a language. So I, I don't think it's the questions and the answers. I think it's the discerning. Because I, I, I've dated men who have all who have all said, my ex, huh, let's talk about this nonsense guy. He said all the right things. We all know I'm direct. I asked all the questions. But did I discern his answers enough? No, because actually all the answers he gave me were the correct, like were the correct answers. I got the correct answers to, to for the things to, to progress and to move forward the way that it did. But actually, did I discern him enough? N- no. Do you know what I mean? Like it's I agree. Like that. Maybe it's that because because he had learned the language. He had learned mm. what he had to say, yeah. when to say it, how to say it. And I agree. He knew he knew why I was asking the questions. So it, it's it's almost like dating has has like it's all evolved it's all evolved and it's it's i agree harder and harder and more exhausting don't you know what i agree and don't let the love languages of words words of affirmation trick you into not receiving quality time don't Mm. allow words of affirmation to fool you into going into something because of potential because words of affirmation is very deadly as a love language and i was analyzing it the other day and i thought actually hold on that's not really something I want to hear. I want to see. I want to see yeah. physical time. Yeah. I want to see um, um, quality time. I want to. I want to see access. So actually, even though something for me, when I'm analysing it on the surface, I say I don't really want it. I actually want to see those actions. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's the matching of the words and the actions. But lots of the time, the ma- the words don't match the actions. Anyway. Like, we're falling in love with. 
this yeah. part of it, the potential, the, the words of affirmation, oh, I love you, I care for you, and so on and so forth. But actually, I don't want to have that quality time with you. Actually, there's no physical touch. Actually, there's no acts of service. Mm. Um, mate. No. Nah. No. No, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I, I, I agree with Jay in the fact that, you know, we, we ask the questions and then sometimes the answers are not what we want and that we don't necessarily challenge it or we don't want to let go of it at that, at that time. We actually think, okay, we can possibly, things might get better the more I get to know them. At that point, you've already fallen for this person. It gets more challenging to remove yourself from a situation um, or situationships. And I think you've just got to analyze people from a spiritual perspective. As I say, spiritual, spiritual status is not just about what your marital status is, single until marriage, right? Mm-hmm. it's not just about your status about your financial status spiritual status what's their spiritual status like do they have a relationship with god are they you know there's certain things that everybody's different in terms of what they're looking for what's their emotional status like are they emotionally available are they willing to kind of ask these certain questions and so on i think this is, it, the dynamic is so deep and it's so difficult and it's challenging but i think we we shouldn't give up at the theory stage mm-hmm. i think there's going to be fadings during that time and i think we still you know you've got to push we've got to push forward sometimes it takes sometimes it takes us a little longer what do you mean so you don't think we we should give up at the theory stage if somebody well no what do you mean i think at the theory stage because i guess the theory is all about prep for how we're gonna are are we prepared for this practical test right so do we are we aware of the science do we understand the science of the the particular let's say the, 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 the what the person is showing to us right they're showing us certain behaviors are we are we looking into that are we analyzing them as an individual and everything that's going on for them and I think actually it's okay to somewhat fail at that stage because sometimes what people to present to you is not who they end up to be anyway oh, so you're, de- you're dealing yeah. with but so how many, many how many times do we have to fail some people don't like failing some people do not like putting themselves in vulnerable situations and then being hurt because it triggers a new defense mechanism in the next situation where you're looking for these problems or you might you know take things more negatively than they are so that i'm not sure failing works for everybody i don't the more, i don't want to use the theory, theory i don't want to the use theory, the, the more the more you practice the better you get right yeah. the more you practice the better you get with the theory so the first time if i was just to do my theory test straight away i probably wouldn't do as well because i haven't prepared i don't i don't have enough enough knowledge the more you practice with the theory the more likely you are to pass i mean it means understanding your own like you said, defense mechanisms, your mm-hmm. own patterns and behavior, your attachment yeah. style and things like that. So when you go and retake it, you understand that you're coming with certain things mm. that prevented you from passing the first time. And I'm going to try to avoid going into that the second time because but I understand you're the saying, challenges. You're saying people need to be self-aware and they need to do the work on themselves in order to go into a relationship where they're fully understanding their own capabilities, both emotionally and spiritually. A hundred percent. And the other person needs to do that same work as well because the other person could be failing yeah. and repeating certain patterns as well, but they're not. They don't have the self awareness. They're not. Don't have that that ability for the emotional intelligence and the and their self improvement and things yeah. like that. So that's why they, they might they might be failing for different factors that you might be failing. So, mm. but you know, like she said, it's not our role and responsibility to change people because there has to be a willingness. Like she said, mm. God gave us free will, right? So if, if you've got a, a, a prospective partner that is willing to be vulnerable and willing to be self-aware, willing to make mm-hmm. the, the, the changes necessary and you guys can come to a consensus, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. 
that's well, a beautiful we, we thing. We need to wrap this episode up, but I have a question for you guys because um, I'm conscious that, you know, a lot of people might not understand what the terminology discernment means. What is that? Is that like, you know, is that a psychological thing? Is that a theoretical thing? Um, how does somebody who is not a Christian and also somebody who is a Christian who doesn't fully understand what discern means get or work on that particular skill? And then secondly, um, are there other factors outside of you working yourself that can influence you to have um, better success when you are kind of in this dating scene or in the courting scene right now? Yeah, I think the ability to discern is the ability to kind of um, analyze the situation, understand if the situation is right or wrong, or if the situation is, is good for you, right? So I think when Solomon was able to discern between the two women um, that uh, there was a child and he said, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll split the child in half and whatever. And one woman responded one way and one woman responded the other way. And he knew which one was the mother, right? By the way they responded, ability to kind of dissect and unpick a situation, analyze it for what it is, and then make the, ultimately the right decision for yourself at the end of it. And I think that that's very good. That's a, that's a, that's a somewhat of a gift. And if, if, if you're a Christian and you understand how God is, you know that sometimes that, 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 that's, that takes time. That's something that you need yeah. to develop the skill. It's not something that we all are blessed with. Not everyone's blessed with discernment. Some of us have a gift of discernment and some of us have to learn how to discern situations. Because yeah. Objective, we're either very objective or we're either very emotive. It depends on the individual, right? And I think that when you, when you are able to allow God to lead a situation, and trust in that situation, trust in the process, because we allow our thoughts and feelings to disrupt the discernment yeah. process. So some people tell me straight away, that's black, that's black, but I'm going in there saying it's white, but it's white because if I do certain things, I can manipulate the situation to, to suit my own benefit. That's not discernment. Discernment is very black and white. Discernment shouldn't, shouldn't be ambiguous, and discernment shouldn't bring you confusion. Confusion. No. But, that's how, but, but you can, how you discern is also to be able to trust have self-awareness and to trust in yourself so when you get that feeling that something is off the discernment is being able to say okay something is off here and yeah. if I explore it and it continues to be off I am willing to cut this off for those people that aren't may not necessarily be um a believer I, I think the best way to explain it is that gut feeling that we talk yeah. a lot about yeah that gut yeah. feeling yeah. of when someone says something that your your ears switch on like oh this doesn't sit right with me and you might let it most of the time it's like a fleeting thought you think you think all right that was a bit weird and then you let it pass Mm. that I think that's a bit weird is discernment when something is in your gut and I know guys make fun a lot of when we say I just had a gut feeling Hmm. a lot of the time your gut like follow your gut follow your gut and though and it it goes hand in hand with knowing yourself knowing your triggers knowing who you are as a person so that you are not your decisions aren't influenced by your past experiences as in you're not reading it for something you're not reading the situation for something that happened to you 10 years and applying it Mm. you're taking the lessons you're you're looking at the situation and you're deciphering okay does this make sense does this feel right to me? Does this feel like something that is made up or whatever that may be? That mm. gut feeling 
we should never ignore it never i agree there's oh, nothing wrong with writing lists as well there's nothing wrong with writing a list about a situation and trying to um approach it depending on how you are objectively emotionally spiritually writing the list about the pros and the cons of what a situation is doing for you and if that situation is there's more cons than pros then you know you've got to reassess that and there's just there's a there's an element of not wanting to start again You've got into a relationship with somebody six months down the line and then you think it's not working for you, but you don't want to start again because you've given six months into that. Let me tell you something, right? If I was to buy a house and six months down the line, that house, there were earthquakes and all sorts of madness around that house. You think I wouldn't um, sell that house? And <laughs> do you know what Do you think I would sell that house? house. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why people talk about earthquakes, but do you understand? If, if it, let's just let's just say that if, if oh, I'm in a situation. There's certain people who will keep the house, and that's, that's keep the, the house. And allow the, it's and the sunken cost theory. The sunken cost theory is like I put so much into it, yes. I just have to keep going. I, I can't yeah. let it go. Look how We've much we've got to make it work. We've got to make it work. But what, but what have you put into a situation that brings you no glory, no glory to God? Honestly, mm. what have you put in a situation that doesn't give glory to God but only breaks your confidence, breaks your self esteem? And, and destroys your well-being and your mental health. Mm. That's why the pros outweigh the cons. But it's ego, isn't it? I think a lot, yeah. a lot of it is ego, and I think we we struggle to to, to say that we make we got yeah to say yeah. that we got it wrong. And but some people, I think, people struggle with feeling like their self worth is so low. If I've got an opportunity to be loved in a way that's not perfect, let me take it. And yeah. you know that does sometimes stem from parental relationships from like um, relationship with siblings and things that happen when you're children. And then you look at a situation where you're like, let me just escape. Yeah, he might be low key abusive or, you know, people have told me I've made these mistakes in my past. So now I don't have a particular worth in terms of being loved. So I'm gonna just take what I can. And I hear that a lot with a lot of like um, African relationships. And I just think to myself, this man is obviously disrespecting you in a very real and obvious way. Mm. you're riding so hard for this dude and there's no accountability for the mistakes that he's making and it nope. just makes my heart so sad you know it's, and it's and yeah I agree accountability is key in any relationship you've got to take accountability when you do wrong don't take all the glory when you do right either because don't 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 absent don't put God to the side in certain things and I think that you've got to be able to understand that certain situations are not good for you but it, it depends on the individual and people have the expectation that people are going to come to relationships healed. Mm. I'm going to come to this, this relationship and you're healed. Hey, you, I mean, let's face it, right? A lot of us are coming with baggage, right? Healing is a Not process. me. I have Gucci. Healing is- I have a Gucci on. Your Louis Vuitton baggage is still baggage. Your Gucci baggage is still Chanel baggage. Chanel bag is there. It's Chanel. Chanel bag is there. But you know what? Healing, healing is a process and it's not something that stops. So when you're asking somebody to come healed, understand you're asking for that person to come with healing because mm. healing is an ongoing process. It doesn't just stop with therapy. It doesn't just stop with your relationship yeah, with God. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. But you've got to understand that, that you're, what you're bringing to uh, any particular relationship. Because I've read some certain things and I think to myself, well, if, if things were so perfect, we wouldn't have, have all these issues with our dating prospective spouses, right? Word. But there's a lot of this. It's very complex, and I, I'm praying for everybody out there that's seeking and looking for a partner, a husband, whatever you're seeking, that you shall find it because we receive it. We, we receive, receive it. it. Yeah. Jesus, mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. Well, that being said, we do have to round up, but mm. Esther, since you gave us such a profound little mm. tip at the end, why don't you round up with a prayer for us? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. okay. Woo! Right. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. We are so grateful for this opportunity and this platform that you have given us, Lord. We are praying for the broken hearts, the unhealed minds, the unhealed souls, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that they receive healing. As we said, healing is a process, Lord, and we pray that people will look to you, Lord, and that they will be vulnerable with you, Lord, because you know all our thoughts, you know every hair on our head, and you know who we are even before we are born, born, Lord. And we pray that you will continue to bless the Holy Spirit in us, Lord. We will you bless us with the sermon. I'm always talking about Solomon. I'm a fan of Solomon, but just bless us with wisdom and discernment in picking a prospective spouse, Lord. This is not done in isolation. Let us seek counsel with people around us that we trust to seek prospective partners as well, Lord. Arrange marriages if that's what it takes, Lord, and so shall it be. But all glory will go to God in the end, Lord. We're praying, Lord, for anybody out there that is struggling with their mental health, that is struggling with addiction, that is struggling with um, domestic violence, that is struggling with any type of abuse in their life. And even those, Lord, who are grateful for what they have, but they're just struggling day to day. We're asking for absolute healing in every aspect of their life, Lord. So they know that you are there, Lord. Let your voice be the prominent voice in their mind, Lord. Let the, the voice of, let you be the conscious mind, Lord, and not the unconscious mind, Lord. So let, let you be the forefront of our hearts, Lord, and our soul. And let us be driven by the Holy Spirit. Let us not give up on the theory, the theory that we read. because We could even say that's the Bible. As, as a theory let us keep using that lord to, to keep practicing on how to be better to be more loving to be have our our traits just like you lord the beatitudes just like jesus lord in the mighty name of jesus i'm praying for every soul out there and every heart out there that's longing for you lord, that you call on to them because we know that you knock on the door and you do not impose on yourself just as the devil imposes you do not impose lord you seek permission and consent before you come into people's souls and people's lives lord and we are so grateful to know you and everything you've done for us in the mighty name of jesus amen amen amen, amen. Whoa. listen back to Whoa. this god Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Guys, what I'm saying. Follow us and ask for more for, for, for Pastor Esther's sermons. For Pastor Esther's weekly sermons. Follow us. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Just follow us for, for this for this uh, um, amazing spiritual journey that we are all on. Just follow us, man. Oh my gosh, guys, I have no words. Like I think I've just got to say goodbye. You know? All right, that's it. Let's end on a high note. Bye. 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 Bye.